Giuliano. Investigators are trying to figure out what sparked a fire inside RFK Stadium today. Our Supreme Court decisions affecting a Maryland gun permit provision. I'm Kate Ryan. How the Nats and O's fared tonight will fill you in. It's 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. The man suspected of opening fire at the 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois, is now charged with seven counts of first-degree murder. Lake County State's Attorney Eric Reinhardt. These are just the first of many charges that will be filed against Mr. Cremo. I want to emphasize that. There will be more charges. More from CBS's Chris Van Cleef. Officers caught Cremo more than eight hours after the massacre, just five miles away. In the car, another rifle. Lizzie Kennedy came back to the scene. My daughter is only eight, and she was screaming, please, mommy, I don't want to die. Sorry. She screamed, please, mommy, I don't want to die. And I'm like, you're not going to die. We have to go. We have to run. A curfew is in effect again in Akron, Ohio, after protests following the fatal police shooting of Jalen Walker. CBS's Elise Preston. A photo released by Akron police shows a weapon, magazine clip, and a wedding ring in the front seat of Walker's car. A family friend, Reverend Roderick Pounds, says Walker suffered heartbreak in recent months and was mourning the death of his fiance. Officers involved in the shooting are facing an independent state investigation. Allies of former President Trump are being compelled to testify for an investigation into the 2020 election. Loyola Law School professor Jessica Levin. A grand jury in Atlanta looking into allegations of solicitation of election fraud, conspiracy, making false statements, threatening election administration officials, issued subpoenas for testimony for those close to Trump and specifically those who have been advising Trump in a legal capacity. Among those subpoenaed are Rudy Giuliani and Senator Lindsey Graham. Researchers are looking into concussions in athletes who play soccer. Mild but repetitive hits to the head can be a risk for the brain injury known as CTE. CBS's Dr. John LaPook. CTE is a stealth disease. There's no cure and it can only be diagnosed after death. Symptoms include trouble with memory, problems organizing and planning simple activities and changes in behavior, such as lack of motivation or having a short temper. Two more resignations shake up Boris Johnson's already shaky hold as Prime Minister of the UK. The BBC's Rob Watson says this is more than just the finance and health minister stepping down. He says the writing appears to be on the wall. I suspect these two ministers just think the, the mood in the party is absolutely conclusively turned against Boris Johnson and that it doesn't make any sense for them to be there any longer. In Ukraine, concerned about Russian troop advancement and the reported massive shelling in our neighboring province, the governor of Donetsk is urging more than 350,000 remaining residents to evacuate. This is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. On this Tuesday, July 5th, 2022, 76 degrees in the district. Jenny Glick, the top story we are following at this hour, the weather. The National Weather Service investigating possible tornado activity in Prince George's and Anne Arundel counties earlier today. At around 530 tonight, a tornado warning was issued when a possible funnel cloud touched down near Bowie in Prince George's County. Another tornado warning was issued shortly after for Shadyside in Anne Arundel County. The storm in Bowie was initially reported by the National Weather Service as a confirmed tornado. They're now telling us their investigators will 
will head to Bowie and Shadyside to look at the damage for evidence of and their radar measurements to determine whether either storm was, in fact, a tornado. More on that t- possible tornado through the two Bowie neighborhoods. No one was hurt in that severe weather. Tall sycamore trees uprooted, evergreens down, and the chainsaws were quickly put to work clearing debris. Leave it Fonggong says she was frightened by the severe weather outside her door. I was so scared. I tried to look over the windows. I saw trees falling, just uprooted and falling. Bowie Mayor Tim Adams surveying the damage says it was a fast-moving storm. You can see that it cut a swath all the way through, and it happened so rapidly. Power crews were quickly in the area, and some heavy machinery also arrived in the Somerset neighborhood to clear roads. In Bowie, Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. We are also hearing from a Bowie resident whose home was crushed by a tree during the suspected tornado. Trishia Martinez described to WTOP the moments when the storm passed over her home. It was just sounded like a train um, out of nowhere, and then um, the tree fell down um, and through the roof and basically uh, almost hit me and my brother. She said she was in a bedroom of the home when that happened. It's just really surreal, kind of, and then you're in shock when it is happening and still doesn't seem real after. Martinez added that nearly half her home was destroyed and more trees came down in her Somerset area of Bowie. The National Weather Service again doing a full survey of the area tomorrow to investigate damage and determining whether, in fact, that storm was the result or partially some of that damage was due to a tornado. D.C. Fire and EMS, meanwhile, had to respond to a fire inside RFK Stadium this afternoon. It happened around 5.30. Firefighters found smoke in the vicinity of Gate C and put out fires in the stadium's basement. Fire Chief John Donnelly Sr. says. So I know of two fires. They've been through the building and our investigators are in there. Uh, They'll look and try and figure out the cause and discover exactly what was burning. It took about an hour to put out the fire and get rid of the smoke. Here in Maryland, the governor has just made it easier to carry a handgun. His decision puts the state in line with the recent Supreme Court decision on a case from New York. Maryland State Police are no longer going to rely on the good and substantial standard when reviewing wear and carry, often called concealed carry, gun permits. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan said the recent Supreme Court decision in a New York case meant it would be unconstitutional to require applicants to meet that standard and called on state police to drop it from consideration in processing the permits. Maryland State Police do stress that applicants still need to meet all other requirements, including a full background check, fingerprinting, and a check that those applicants aren't otherwise barred by law from having guns. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Meanwhile, Maryland Senate President Bill Ferguson is out with a statement on the governor's action today. The Democrats said, quote, we are facing a crisis where unfettered access to firearms makes it dangerous to exercise our fundamental freedoms like speech, worship and education. Ferguson said the Maryland General Assembly will pass legislation that adheres to the new Supreme Court president while ensuring reasonable restrictions to keep families and communities safe. Stick around. Coming up after traffic and weather, why D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton is fighting for the district to take over control of the National Guard. The D.C. National Guard, that is. It's 1107. Get a precision AC tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. 
traffic and weather together on the A's to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. Well, Rich is not here tonight. However, I am more than glad to help. If you're headed southbound on I-95, watch out for the work crew out there 